It's six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio FM and SF. It's actually not going to be too workshoppy today because we have so many comedians that want to perform that we really. I mean, I'll take notes and like write things down, and I can give them to you if you want them. But um, I don't know if you have burning things you have to tell each other. We can make time, um, or if you have like a burning question, hi. But um, other than that, we've got a super full list today, so we'll just get right to it. Thanks for everybody for being here and for donating to Mutiny Radio. Really appreciate that. Your uh, There's ribs in the back. I made ribs today if you're hungry. Um, there's napkins and ribs and also like chips and stuff just because, you know, like they give me too many food stamps and I'm a socialist. Put your hands together for your very first comedian, everybody. Newman Shake, yay! <laughs> Guys, um, very happy to be here. Um, the Apple Screen Time feature—that's a weird feature on your phone, right? Because it's like a feature that makes you feel bad about using their product too much. Like no other company can get away with that. Like Xbox can't have a thing where they're like, if you play more than three hours a day, we're gonna send you a letter calling you a virgin. You know, like that's not a thing they can do. Um, they're making a lot of anti-homeless architecture. Big fan, big fan. I think. I think they should go all the way because, like, you know what's the most extreme form of anti-homeless architecture? Housing. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're we're in a recession right now, but honestly, I... I all right, Jared's having a lot more fun outside. That's that's fair. Now, we're, we're in a recession right now. That's cool. I, I can't tell if we're in a recession or not. Not because I'm rich. It's just that I was born in 2000, so, like... I've been in a recession since I was like eight, you know, like it's like the only difference between a recession now and back then is that now I finally understand why my dad was crying, you know, and now I'm going to cry with him. Like, that's the only difference. Yeah, I'm part of Gen Z. And I feel like the only difference between like Gen Z and millennials is I feel like um, I feel like millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house only to be like really disappointed. And then I grew up being like, wow, I really want a dishwasher, you know, like that would be a nice appliance to have um making changes to my dating life like i'm dating a lot of women with like red flags which is just a fancy way of saying i'm just dating white women like that's what i'm doing yeah i'm dating a lot of white women not because i like them more i just feel like women of color already go through enough you know i think that's yeah i don't know i've been i've been getting really lonely like i've been taking scam likely calls in the hope that's the love of my life and uh, they always ask me for, like, my social security number. But from a certain point of view, they're just trying to get to know me. And I think that is really romantic. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, just to be a lifeguard. And I remember while I was working there, they gave us this incentive where they're like, for each person you save, we'll give you an additional $50. Which I think is exactly how much a human life is worth. And it was weird, because, like, I know that incentive was supposed to make me a better lifeguard, but all that really did was making push kids in the deep end more often. So, yeah, that kid outside is when I pushed in, so, I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a scam likely call right now, so that's kind of ironic. Yeah, I also I used to be a Ross security guard, which you guys could tell, because you looked at me, and you're like, this guy looks like he protects $5 purses for a living. Now, it's cool. I like working at Ross because I would steal so many things from that store. Like, my manager, she would get mad at me. She'd be like, Newman, you're a horrible security guard. Like, there's so much theft going on. 
And that was all me, you know, like she wasn't insulting me as a security guard. She was just complimenting me as a thief. And I think that was really nice of her. I feel like astrology is getting out of hand. Like my friend, she got a DUI recently and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic, Jan. Like, I don't know what sign that is, but it can't be a good one. Like, I feel like we're going to a point where like astrology is going to be used like legal defense. Like there'll be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client did kill eight people, but that's just what happens when you're a fire sign, you know? Like, Mercury's in retrograde, it's Scorpio season. I don't know what half those words mean, so. All right, goodbye, guys. Newman Shake, everyone! Hooray! Ross Security Guard, uh, your next comedian, uh, funny, super funny guy. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna! Hey, hey guys, how's it going? My name's Scam Likely. Uh, uh, I was trying to scam this guy for his social security number. Ended up falling in love with him. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but it's funny. I actually am a fire sign. Um, uh, you definitely can get away with uh, murder uh, for astrology-based reasons. But uh, only if you're, like, talking to women or something. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Give it up for Sam. SFPD. Oh, no, no, no. SF Firefighters. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, recording this set. So uh, even if it doesn't do well, it doesn't matter. I got the pick. No one on Instagram has to know I bombed. Um... Uh, Let's see, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm also a Gen Z person. Um, uh, I'm also a Gen Z person. Um, I grew up with the internet my whole life. I'm not worried about any mental health side effects because I'm grateful for all the resources the internet has provided me. And when I say resources, I really mean porn. I'm grateful for all the porn the internet has provided me. Um, 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 I, I, um, uh, but I am kind. Of, so right now, I am starting to wonder, like maybe it has starting to take an effect on me because, like, I, you can show me like do dozens of like beheading videos, and I will not be phased because I grew up with the internet all my life. But if someone from high school I didn't speak to. Uh, since then unfollowed me on Instagram. I will be upset about that the whole day. Like, I'll be thinking about that. Uh, um, um, uh, but but uh, one of the reasons why I'm wondering why, like, maybe the internet has had some bad effect on me is because I think it's really starting to stifle my imagination. Like, I was talking to one of my older cousins, and he was telling me that since he had no access to porn... Uh, he, uh, he used to draw pictures and masturbate to it. Um, uh, he's a really good artist. He really did look like his stepmom. Um, uh, uh, but I think that's really funny now because he actually ended up becoming an artist in real life. I like to think, uh, that's, uh, where he got his start. Um, um, his dad walked in and he saw his picture. He was like, wow, son, this looks like your stepmom. You should be an artist. 
Um, uh, so, uh, I, I don't know. As a, so I wonder, like, maybe if, like, if I didn't have porn, I would reach my creative potential. I don't really write. I don't really draw. I write. So, like, instead of writing porn, of, like, drawing stuff, I'd probably, like, write dialogue. Um, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but, uh, um, I do like being a stand-up comedian, uh, because, uh, it gives me it gives me a better bio on Tinder to put. Uh, saying you're a stand-up comedian sounds a lot better than saying you're five foot two and work at a Pete's Coffee. Oh, maybe there's something there. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a laugh. <laughs> not, not any of my written stuff. Okay, guys. All right, but anyways, uh, give it up for Pam, everybody. That's my time. And you know what? Can I get comments, please? Yeah. Anybody has any? Jared Sen has been writing. Yay. Yeah. Yay. That's lovely. Yeah. Hey, you guys are each other's audience. Oh, I'm not giving you comments. I'm just telling everybody, but you're each other's audience. So if you're like nice to each other and clap and have energy, that's cool. Or if you just want to like not, that's fine too. It's it, it, up to you guys. Yeah, it's just, fine. But clap your hands together for Jared Senna. Yay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to ask for comments, but guy. Boo. All right. Moving right along. Of course, Kelly Evans is late, so clap it up for your next comedian, Devontre Coleman. Yay! What's up with y'all? Cool. I, uh, Jared, I think um, writing a porn script is way stranger than drawing porn because you having a conversation with yourself and making yourself horny, that... Kind of weird. Oh, yeah. I just moved to the city of San Francisco. I was hype about it because I got to hire movers, and that's as close as I'm going to get to owning slaves. I feel like it's my turn. I think we should bring slavery back simply because I'm tired of having to clean my own apartment. I understand slavery was fucked up, but I do get it. I don't think black people should be the slaves, of course. We served our time. I won't say who should be the slaves, but I will say I enjoy having white Uber drivers. Sometimes I open up Uber and Lyft, have myself a little auction. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually racist though. I'm not actually racist though. I uh, I don't I don't like racism because racism has fucked my life up. But it's like the wrong reasons. Like racism has fucked me up because of the stereotypes. They always remind me that I'll never live up to my full potential. I was in a bar recently and this white lady came up to me and she asked me. She was like, "Hey, is it true what they say about black men?" I was like, "Yeah." We all want to be rappers. I uh, I don't really like stereotypes because I don't know who made these stereotypes, like who assigned them to these races. I recently read something that said the stereotype for black men are that they're good at math or they're bad at math and they have large penises. But I really like math a lot. What the fuck is that? You have a portable laser? No, there was a light that shined in my eye. All right, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Um, Y'all want to hear about my sex life or my athletic career? Cool. I'm getting old. And the older I get, the more I realize that I'm getting less athletic. Like, I'm actually afraid of performing athletic feats in public. Uh, yeah. When was the last time you threw a football? That's going to be a lie. That's gonna be, I knew it. 
you were lying. I was with you. I've been with you for the past like three months. I haven't seen one football. But anyway, there was these uh, there was these kids throwing this football in the park recently. There was these kids throwing this football in the park recently, and it landed by my feet. And I tried to like scurry away and pretend I was never there. And they're like, "Yo, can you throw that football back?" And my heart started racing. Cause what if I don't got it? What if I try to throw this football and it goes five feet and it tumbles instead of spiraling? I was so afraid to throw this football that I picked it up and I walked it to him. It's getting really bad. I don't even have athletic aspirations anymore. Um, I can't remember the last time I ran or jumped in a dream. Yeah. All my dreams, I'm sitting down like I'm Professor X. Cool. That's my favorite sound, that honk, because that means I can go home. Because my friends will laugh at me. I've been Devon Coleman. Thank you for your time. Devondre Coleman, everyone. Hooray. Yay. I'm sorry we were so loud at the beginning of your set. Today, for some reason today, like, everybody came today. It, is, is the person named Art here? Who I don't know. Is that you? Hi. I was just checking because I know you're a little farther down the list. Your next comedian's all the way from Vermont. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay! All right, what's up, everybody? I'm gonna, uh, I've been getting lazy with writing, so I'm going to try a bunch of new stuff, and a lot of it might be a little cringy because, you know, one-liners are slow coming. I, I have a horrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see. My girlfriend keeps telling me, I think you have OCD, and that drives me fucking crazy. Because OCD is in an alphabetical order. I recently lost my job. Spent a few days retracing my steps looking for it. And after a few days, I finally found it again. But because I had been missing for a few days, they fired me. I love collecting shells. I just feel bad for the turtles because I don't think they like being scooped out. All right, this one's pretty stupid, fair warning. How fulfilled do you think Harry Styles' hairstylist is? Do you think handicapped prostitutes give handy jobs? How fulfilled do you think the hairstylist, the aforementioned hairstylist, feels if he got a handy job from a handicapped Harry Styles? Here's a fun fact. Not everyone may know this, but Teardrop tattoos don't necessarily mean you killed somebody. It could just mean you happened to be in a tattoo parlor while someone was cutting onions. <laughs> I told you they'd be stupid. And I've seen a lot of Kanye jokes lately, so here's my attempt at a Kanye joke. Compared against Kanye, I think fishermen and swimmers at the beach have way more reasons to be so against Jaws. I think Kanye West and Kanye East are bipolar opposites. The Brad Pitt in my peach told me that the first rule of Fruit Club is to not talk about Angelina Strawberry. On the way here, I was walking, and it's tough because technology is so prevalent now, you can't tell when it's being used or not. Like, for example, I saw a naked guy screaming bloody murder on the corner. And at first, I thought, oh, that poor soul, I hope he gets help and whatnot. But then I realized he has AirPods in. He's just on the phone with customer support. I just got a cus customer support animal. It's like an emotional support animal, 
but instead of licking its own ass, it fucks mine. We're, we're almost through, people. Uh, <laughs> um, my grandfather lost his fingers in an accident during the war to a lawnmower. To this day, whenever he hears a lawnmower, he's so traumatized he breaks down and starts biting his toenails. <laughs> um, I, think, I think I'll end it with this one. I, I got catcalled by an alien. And I know it was an alien because instead of whistling, it whistled. I was like, this fucking, this fucking creep just hit me with the X-Files theme song. Jesus. All right. Thanks, everybody, for bearing with us. Sam West, everyone. Hooray. All right. Your next comedian is new to the room. So clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion. <laughs> I mean, you can give him a lot of love if you want. Uh, for Art, Gulstein something. Yay! Cocktoastin. Hello, everybody. Oh, you guys are nice. This is my second time ever doing comedy, so I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Thank you. But it's getting really cold and it's fucking dark outside. It's like cuddle weather and I'm single as a motherfucker. And like all single people, I've been on dating apps. You guys use dating apps? So a few days ago, I got matched with this girl on Tinder. And hey, you like Tinder? And her profile bio said, it said, I like to travel. I'm a foodie. I like to hike. All that basic shit that literally everybody has. But then he also said, I don't have any kids on my own, so I don't date men with kids. I was like, that makes sense. I also don't date men with kids. So I started talking to her, and I was like, what do you do for work? She said she's a social worker. So I was like, cool, what kind of social work do you do? And she goes, child protective services, they're the people that take kids away from abusive homes. Have you ever heard of them? I was like, yeah, of course I have. Thank God for them, because I wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. So she unmatched me. I was telling my coworker this story. And she goes like, well, I have a single friend. Like, let me set you up on a date. And this coworker watches way too much Love is Blind. So she's like, oh my God, let's make it fun. Let's make it a blind date. And I don't know why, but I agreed. And a few hours before the date, I got really fucking nervous because it's a blind date, right? You have no idea what this person looks like. What if I'm there at a restaurant waiting for her and then she shows up in a wheelchair? Like, I don't know how to handle that situation. I didn't look up at this place is ADA compliant. But she showed up, not in a wheelchair. It was worse. She was wearing a shirt that said, my body, my choice. Now look, I agree with that statement, right? But they tell you not to talk about politics on the first date. And she showed up looking like a picket sign. So we sit down to eat and I was like, hey, I like your shirt. And she goes like, thank you. You know, if everybody just respects your body, your choice, the world will be a better place. I was like, yeah, I agree with that. But then she doesn't stop, she keeps going. She's like, yeah, like the whole Roy versus Wade, I don't understand why people think they could tell women what to do with their bodies. It's their body, their choice. I was like, yeah, I, I agree. But then she keeps going. She's like, same thing with like transgender people. I don't understand transphobia. It's their body, their choice. I was like, I agree. And it's getting awkward because like people are looking around and shit. So I tried to change the subject. I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? She's like, well, in the morning, I got Barry's boot camp. Yeah, she was a basic white girl. And then in the afternoon, I have therapy. Again, like basic white girl activities. And I was like, cool, how long have you been doing therapy? And she goes like, I've been doing it for about two years. 
I started after my brother committed suicide. I'm like, oh my God, this day just going from bad to like really bad. And I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. He goes like, yeah, you know, I just kept struggling with these thoughts that like I could have stopped it maybe. And I was like, no, no, don't say that. You shouldn't think that way because, you know, it's his body, his choice. <laughs> That's actually all I have today. <laughs> Yay, clap your hands together. Second time ever, Art Goldstein. And yeah, yay. Yay, new guy. Um, all right, your next comedian. Oh, she's just such a wonderful, lovely, fantastic person and so funny. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Here we go. Thank you. Yay! I um I was thinking about uh hello everybody hello I was thinking about um anger issues and how people say that they have anger issues or someone has anger issues and no okay there's two kinds there's anger management issues and anger avoidance issues that I can think of and they're different so you can't just say they have anger issues. You have to say you have anger management issues or anger avoidance issues because anger management means they're mad at everything and they need to handle whatever. And anger avoidance is like playing paintball because you spend your whole life going, oh, get away from the anger. And they're Okay, that worked out better when I did it and wrote it, wrote it down. <laughs> Fuck that joke. All right. Um, I went and got my hair cut. And when you get your hair cut when you're depressed, a lot of weird things go through your head. Like, my is this my last cut ever? Am I going to get another haircut or is this it? Um, did I unintentionally insult her? No. Okay. Is this too short? Do I look okay? And do I tell her goodbye? Okay, these are maybe too soon. All right. Too dark? Too dark? Is it too dark? No. All right. Um, do you think there are people who know that they're, who don't know that they're living their best lives? And do you think we should tell them, hey, this is your best life. Enjoy it. No? All right. Um, this is all new shit, so it's it stinks, right? Uh, isn't it a shame that gonna has replaced going to in our vernacular? Like gonna, wanna, shoulda, have to, coulda. We're just become a nation of lazy fucks. And I'm repulsed by it, and I think you should be too. All right, no? Okay. Um, do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if so, how did they tell that they were getting it? Like, the word came on down high from the Medical Cavemen's Association, and they said, eight hours is optimal. You should try to get eight, eight hours of sleep. And the cave people, they were wanting to comply, and so they asked themselves, what is an hour, and where can I get eight of them? 
All right. There's an act out with that, but we're not going to do it today. <laughs> All right. Um, you know how people go high five and you hit high five with people? I was thinking, thank you. I was thinking now, aliens, if they saw us doing this, they wouldn't know what we were doing. They would think that's such a you know, weird shit that you guys are doing all high five. Okay. Um, no. All right. Thank you very much. Lauren Crowd, everyone. New premises. Yay. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Sorry, I had to move your pumpkin. Um, uh, I love, I love the racial diversity of San Francisco. Like I was on the bar earlier, and I saw an albino rat, and I was like, oh, that's nice, you know. I was frolicking with a normal rat. They were sharing an abandoned bag of chips. It gave me some hope, you know. I was like, ah, oh, everyone can get along. Uh, I went to the I went to the gynecologist for a Pap smear for the first time. Uh, and if you don't know, a Pap smear is basically like a test for cervical cancer. Uh, and the way that they do a Pap smear is basically the gynecologist like go spelunking in your vagina. That's the best way I can explain it. Uh, but I was I was very insecure, you know, I'm a very insecure person, so I was at the gynecologist and I was like, hey, how's my vagina? And the doctor was like, well, everything looks pretty healthy. And I was like, no, but like, how does it look compared to like other ones that you've seen? Like, is it a pretty vagina? And she was like, I don't think I can answer that. And I was like, I think that's a no. Um, so that was pretty upsetting to hear. Um, I, uh, I have a friend who told me that I have the energy of someone saving themselves for marriage. And I don't know what that means, but I think he was saying I look like I'm a virgin, which is kind of offensive. Um, let's see. Uh, I am not a virgin, though. I was. Uh, I, I recently found out I love dirty talk. Like I was with a guy recently, and he was like, "You're a little slut," and I was like, "Yay!" Because uh, I was like, "Oh, that's very nice." He thinks that I look like I get laid often, you know. And he was like, "You're ruining the moment," and I was like, "Yeah, but my self-esteem just skyrocketed." So. That's nice. I was like, tell me more. Like, do I look like, you know, I'm a, I don't want to say that actually. That's too much. That's too much. Okay. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll practice some older jokes. Oh, 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 no. Here's a new one. Here's a new idea. Um, so I've been trying to save money on buying clothes. So I've started shopping in the children's section, um, which is, which is pretty cool, you know, because, uh, I wear, okay, usually I have like a crop top on. So I wear a lot of crop tops, which is interesting because now I just need to buy clothes for six-year-olds and it like does the same thing. But it's crazy because like if someone compliments like my shirt, I'm just like, oh, are you into children's clothing? Okay, I don't know. I thought it was cool in my mind, okay? <laughs> um, I, I like to make jokes, but uh, I feel like sometimes people know, don't know when I'm just kidding around. Oh, Kyle, welcome back from Hawaii. Congratulations on your marriage. 
I wasn't looking. You really blend in with the with the walls. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I like to I like to make jokes, but people never know when I'm kidding. Like, uh, I uh, met a guy at a bar, and he was like, "Oh, I just turned 40." And so to mess with him, I was like, "That's crazy," because I also just turned 40. And he was like, "Holy shit! What they say about Asians is true." He was like, you look amazing for 40. You don't look a day over 32. And I was like, oh, I'm in my 20s. Okay, that's offensive. All right, that's it for me. Thank you. Yay, Denise. Yay. Everyone's trying out new premises. It's a safe place to do that. Hooray. Well, I guess your next comedian just came back from his honeymoon. I'm just guessing from contextual clues. Uh, Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Thank you, everybody. Um, don't worry, I still made the wedding all about myself. Uh, dude, I I read my vows. She read her vows, and then the, the reverend looked at me and was like, that that was good. That's going to be tough to follow. And I was just like, I'm about to fucking destroy her. <laughs> like, And it went great. Um, it's funny how when you travel places, you still see the people who piss you off. I was uh, I was on top of a volcano a couple days ago, which if you've ever been, it's basically like being on another planet. It's like it's like m- the moon or Mars, like the air is way thinner. It's pretty amazing, and it's like one of the most beautiful, peaceful places I've ever been. But still, somehow, there was a dude up there playing hip hop on his iPhone speakers, <laughs> like. Uh, like, like you got to understand, we were above the clouds, okay? I would look down, and an airplane would go by. Like, I was struggling for oxygen, and yet still, there's a white dude in a Dwayne Wade jersey just walking around. Like, man, you know I ain't trying to fuck with no lava. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, what elevation do these people stop showing up? Like... <laughs> Are there wiggers on Everest? Like, are are they just on those ladders? Just like, hey, yo, don't look down. <laughs> like, don't look down, homie. You know, you know, I'm trying to fuck with no glaciers. Uh, <laughs> sweet. Um, I uh, I've always been very uh, nervous around pit bulls. Um, it's an ancient white dude tradition that goes back in my family generations. My dad doesn't like pit bulls. My grandpa, I think, killed a couple pit bulls during World War II. Uh, he wasn't in the army, but uh, but it's always been like the the guys on in on my side of the family really don't like pit bulls and think they're dangerous, and then the women in my family are like, yeah, but let's adopt four of them. Uh, it's just this feud that goes back generations, and I do it with my my uh, my wife now. I she was showing me. An article the other day that said uh, um, Pitbull dies defending children from mountain lion. And she showed me the article and she was like, see, the Pitbull is trying to save them. And I was like, yeah, for later. (laughs) You have no idea what that Pitbull's intentions were. That could have been like two bums fighting over Taco Bell. Like one of them just comes out of the bushes like, I want to eat them. Nope. Um. Let's see. Let's just do free association here. Um, uh, wife, girl, sex. Uh, I'm really happy. You know what I realized? I, I, 
because like I grew up with the internet, so I was like watching porn when I was younger, and then I ended up having sex later as a person. Um, and it, I'm really happy that like I learned how to request and initiate sex f- with a real person. Uh, after years of only knowing how to ask for it from a computer, otherwise all my s- all of my smooth talk would just sound like Google queries. Like, hey, babe, are you in the mood for some Paris Hilton sexy hotel? All right. <laughs> wow, weird audience. Um, I uh, I I had to uh, I had to uh, I I got a new job recently, and so I ha- I have to I had to watch what all those sexual harassment training videos. I, everybody did. It wasn't just me. I didn't do anything. But it, it wasn't like I just showed up to the first Zoom meeting. Like, no, I am excited to be here. <laughs> like, um, but I hate, I hate those, I hate those videos because, like, according to them, like, workplace representation has come such a long way. But every time they show a dude being an office pervert, he always still looks suspiciously a lot like me, uh, like an older, balder more divorced version of me. So now I'm just like rooting for the guy. Uh, I don't have time. All right, see you later. Goodbye. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Now married, so he'll have to write some new material. We won't have to hear that engagement story anymore. Uh, Hey, your next comedian, put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Hey, hey, what's up? I've been thinking about uh, being a kid recently, and um, I wasn't very good uh, at, like, taking directions in school. Uh, Like, I don't know if you remember D.A.R.E. classes, but I, like, I had, like, a ton of questions, which they got really annoyed with. Um, Like, my teacher was trying to tell us about how bad weed was, and she's like, you can't do weed because you'll hallucinate. I was like, "What what is a hallucination? And she said, oh, it's when you see things that aren't there, like dragons and monsters, like you're in a cartoon. I was like, I want to do weed. That sounds fun. (laughs) Can I ride the dragon? That sounds fun. I don't think I got the message. I smoked weed. Anyway, um, not then. It was fourth grade. But anyway, the point is, uh, do drugs, I guess. That's my point. Uh, Also, you don't hallucinate. That was a lie. What a bitch. Um, I have a friend who, uh, speaking of kids, he just had like his second kid, and he's a stay-at-home dad, which makes him a hero. All right, that's fine. We hate saying you know, he's that's or as he keeps telling me, he keeps going on about how um, being a parent is the hardest job in the world. You know, he says parent because you know the the mom actually does the hard work. She has a job, <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, I I mean I'm not saying being a parent being a parent very difficult. All right, I'm just saying it's just not like any job I've ever had. You know, I don't know. Usually when I want a job, I have to have qualifications you know or like an interview at all I'm, the only thing you have to do to have a kid is come mostly not even everybody does honestly it's mostly just one person and uh you know like uh i can quit a job you know usually people are happy for you you can't quit having kids all people have is questions you know like where the fuck are your kids man you know all right nobody likes kids cool neither do i um, I am from Texas. Is anybody else here unvaccinated? All right, tight. Fuck yeah. All right. It's all right. You don't need to get the vaccine when you've had COVID five times. I can't breathe good. Okay. <laughs> I get winded on stairs. It's a problem. Uh, no, I am, I, I am vaccinated. I don't want anybody to worry. I, um, 
I uh, I got vaccinated for the same reason that I listen to Taylor Swift because a uh, woman will have sex with me if I do. So that is how that works. That's the only reason I got that. There's a lot of women in SF that do not want to get COVID and uh, are fine with a weird penis. So that is never mind. All right, moving on. My penis is fine. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have family members that are not vaccinated and um, they they talk to me and they're like, well, you know, what about freedom of choice? And um, yeah, uh, freedom of choice is fine. I like that, but not as much as I like blowjobs. So I'm going vaccine, you know, vaccine, baby. Let's fuck. Anybody else? No. Does it have side effects? I don't know. It may be, but it's a little hard to tell when there's a finger in my butt. I'm just saying, let's fuck. That's what I th- All right. Fuck that. Anyway. Um, this is not going to go well either. Cool. Uh, I, uh, I am from Texas. It is not the most racist place in the South. Uh, Mississippi is way worse. Mississippi makes Texas look like a genderqueer witch. All right. That is, yeah, seriously. Like fucking Texas is not that bad. Although I will say I'm just a, a little racist. Everybody is though. I'm like racist in the sense that like if I go to a taqueria and the guy cooking is white, I'm fucking leaving. All right. I don't need uh, American singles on my fucking taco, man. Are you serious? All right. Cool. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Kelly Evans, everyone. Gender Queer Witch is like the name of my next band. So thank you very much. Uh, and your next comedian, put your hands together for Johnny Knudsen. All right, let's get this over with. How's everyone doing? Fritzen, Sipson? All right. Yeah, I, uh, I took an ancestry test the other day, and it turns out that I'm Caucasian. And uh, all my ancestors did meth, you know? So uh, I got a good lineage of drug addicts there. I don't know. I feel like I look like the kind of guy, though, that, like, isn't allowed to buy Sudafed at Walgreens, you know? They're like, dude, sorry, we think you're going to make meth with the Sudafed. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I won't. If I was making meth, I would need exactly 12 and a half boxes, you know? So I'm not making meth. I feel like you guys think that I actually do meth, you know? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I work as a security guard on the weekends, you know? Which is, uh, it's pretty weird because I'm fucking tiny, you know? Like, they don't make extra small security t-shirts, you know? Like, I try to kick this guy out tonight. He's like, uh, I'm going to stay. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's really awkward, to be honest. I think I need to find a new profession. No, I don't know. Uh, I do live at home, uh, and I'm bald, you know? That's pretty tight. No, I don't know. I feel like you can only live at home and be bald if you're like a baby, you know? I don't know. I feel like once Google figures out that you live at home and you're bald, they're like, we're going to radicalize that fucker, you know? (laughs) So pretty much I just try to consume content to not get radicalized, you know? It's like a full-time job these days. I don't know. Does anyone get, like, crazy shit recommended to them on their YouTube? Or is it just me? <laughs> I'm seriously asking. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I do I do sometimes wonder about the algorithm, though. Um, yeah. I, uh, I was looking up stats on toilet paper the other day, you know? And uh, it turns out that 7% of Americans uh, report having stolen toilet paper from hotels. You know? 
means that 93% of Americans are lying bastards, right? Because we all do that. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys know that CBD toilet paper is a, is a thing you can get? Yeah. Did you know that if you, if you use CBD toilet paper, you're five times more likely to be a white woman with dreadlocks? You know, who buys products off goop.com? I don't know. I did grow up in a matriarchy, though, and I do want to say that I feel like if you grow up in a matriarchy, your chances of being transgender are increased, you know? I don't know. I feel like if I, if I was a woman, I would be buying products off goop is all I'm trying to say. I don't know. I, uh, but yeah, toilet paper's funny because, uh, it's got like a really weird history, right? Because like for 30,000 years, we just use like rocks and sticks, you know? And like, what, like 300 years ago, some guy was just like, ah, I can use the paper on my desk. <laughs> what a sick bastard. <laughs> I mean, what was he thinking to come to that conclusion? I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of blanking here, but, uh, I was a real dumb kid, you know? Like, I was in all the slow classes. I had to go to speech therapy because I couldn't pronounce my R's, you know? And I actually got kicked out of speech therapy because my dad, he mocked a kid with a lisp in front of the kid uh, while the therapist was there, you know? So she's <laughs> really working against me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, some good influences there. All right, that's all I got. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Yay, Johnny. I read once somewhere that kings and queens used to use live swans as toilet paper and they'd rub their, um, yeah, right? They'd rub their, right? I think such, and then the swans would eat, eat the poop off each other. So it was like a self-sustaining thing. Uh, a little bit of um, upkeep before we move on. Haley Lauren Rosenberg, this is you. Hi. We've never met before, so I wanted to make sure that was happening. We have... I'm so sorry. I, oh, two days ago? Last week? I'm okay. I'm sorry. I run six open mics a week. It's so hard. I'm, it's so hard. Uh, but your next comedian, everybody, put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Body is so weak. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm slow. Ah, so I smoke cigarettes. No need to apply. It's just a thing I do. Uh, people are like, oh, they're gonna kill you. Cigarettes are gonna kill you. You know what else could kill me? Literally anyone or anything at any time. Is it, there could be someone in the audience that's like, yeah, today is the anniversary of my dad's death. He was killed by dick jokes. I swear the next dick joke, did he just say erect to DVD? I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> And then that's how I die. And people are like, oh, cigarettes are gonna kill you. They assume by smoking them. But you know, there's a lot of ways you can kill someone with a cigarette. You just like choke someone to, you know, put a needle, poison cigarettes, you know? I think they're just small-minded, that's all. Uh, people are like, Spencer, if you, if you smoke cigarettes, you can't, you can't like do a triathlon. I don't want to do one single athlon. I don't get don't give me three athlons to do. Uh, the name triathlon already assumes a level of effort that I am not comfortable with. I am not showing up to that. Uh, 
they're like, oh, Spencer, if you if you smoke cigarettes, they're, they're not going to let you skydive. They won't even let you take the cigarettes on the plane. Like, who's going to skydive? And that's their line. Oh, well, a, well they're not going to let me take the cigarettes on the plane. Then we're going home. Turn around. Well, if you tried to smoke cigarettes on a plane, <laughs> you'd waste them anyway. Secondly, uh, uh, skydiving, not even the people who invented skydiving wanted to go skydiving. They were in a plane that was crashing. Uh, you think that the first running with the bulls was intentional? No, that was a guy getting chased by some bulls, and then someone's like, oh, let's turn that into an event. Uh, everything's getting canceled in recently, and I'm not talking about Hulu original content, because uh, that is also getting canceled. Uh, but the musical Grease is now complicated because they looked at it and they're like, oh, the dynamics between men and women. Uh, but it's a, we're, it was teenagers. It was a musical about teenagers. We're lucky it wasn't more filthy. Uh, if they did it today, it'd be like, learning to finger bang, baby. Doing the finger bang, baby. Uh, but it was, it was a little complicated. You know, Kaniki was a monster. <laughs> Uh, he is a bad kid. Uh, it was like, we were walking, gave her a mint, started smooching, did you wipe off the prints? Ba-da-da. <laughs> Fucking Kaniki. And would be like, we were parking, we stopped by the woods, if you need an alibi, when the cops that be good, da 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 da. Kaneki, you're a monster. Uh, even worse, uh, <laughs> they call it, uh, you know, they call it a pussy wagon. Uh, but Greece isn't nearly as bad as ancient Greece because they had lions that would attack you. From the mountains, not mountain lions, regular ass lions that came from the mountain. You know what a pussy wagon was in ancient Greece? It was the cart that they drove around to pick up your body after you were attacked by a lion that came from the mountain. Thank you. That's my time. Spencer Divide, everyone. So after this comedian, Sam, you're going to be up. Is that okay? Okay. Uh, clap your hands for your next comedian. I'm sorry. I, I won't forget you ever again. I promise. Everybody, ha Haley, Lauren, Rosenberg. Yay. It's okay. Just yesterday, Sam forgot who I was after also meeting him so many times. Totally true. I'm doing great. Obviously, I'm making a huge impression on the San Francisco comedy scene. Loving it. That wasn't a joke. That's just sad. Uh, what do you think tanks a first date faster? Finding out they're a Disney adult or a horse girl? Any takers? Horse girl? Correct. Why? I feel like both are kind of not like... Those people, it makes you feel kind of predatory to be with them because they're obviously like stuck in some phase. You like go over to their house and you find yourself doing it on My Little Pony sheets by like the light of a baby Yoda prayer candle. And you probably know what a Disney adult is, but if you don't know what a horse girl is, it's like the female equivalent of a crypto bro in terms of like insufferability and disposable income. 
but it's kind of more of a disease. And it mainly afflicts middle school girls. And the symptoms are like running around on all fours and not getting hot until your 20s. And I am upset to admit this, but I am a horse girl. I know, right? It sucks. Like, first step is admitting you have a problem. The way it manifested for me was that I was the last of my friends to lose my virginity because of it. Guys would be like, oh, like, I want you to ride me like you ride your horse. And I'd be like, you'd never be him. Um, whoop, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but being a horse girl under your 20s is a lot like being addicted to drugs because you lose all your money and no one wants to talk to you anymore. But my mom was a horse girl when she was like pregnant with me, so I was born addicted. I didn't stand a chance. Like, fetal equestrian syndrome. That's where we split off from Disney adults. Like, they chose the life. I was born into it. And there's a lot of stigma around horse people. Like, if you say you're a cat person, people respond with pity. But if you say you're a horse person, like people respond with fear, as you know. Um, and I think that's misplaced. Like I think people should be more scared of horses than they are of horse people. Because like anything that deals with lonely white girls all day without totally snapping is saving its energy for something bigger. And I don't want to be there to find out what that is. Um, men react the most aggressively when they find out you're a horse girl. They're always like, ugh, I would never date a horse girl because they always love the horse more than they love the guy. I'm like, well, that's true. But only because when we ride horses, they actually listen to what we tell them to do between our legs. Also, just like the caliber of dick we're used to seeing. Like, how do you go back after that? Um, and let me clear something up. Oh, this joke is going to be not what you think, but it's going to sound gross now that you laughed at that part. Um, I have my own horse, um, so I'm not just some like fangirl who has an autograph book going up to every police horse she sees. Uh, and I know there's no faster way to lose an audience anywhere other than like Napa than saying that you own a horse, uh, but I do. And <laughs> I understand that's a red flag because everyone tells me all the time that it's a red flag. It has started coming up on background checks, which is frustrating, but I would still say it's like, better than finding out someone like is super really into Rick and Morty. You know, so at least I have that going for me. Um, and honestly, we hate on horse people a lot, but hot take, we should hate on dog people more. They let their dogs lick the inside of their mouths after eating poop off the street. The worst thing I've done with my horse is share a carrot with him, Lady in the Tramp style. So cute. That's not hurting anybody. I'm not like <laughs> cooking him a four course meal and pushing him around in a stroller. He works for me. And I do love my horse very much. I tell him all the time. Uh, he has not said it back yet. So he has a lot in common with all of my previous boyfriends. Uh, they also hated being kept in cages, but they loved ketamine. That's it. <laughs> Haley Rosenberg, everyone. Horse girl. My cat's name is Mr. Poopy Butthole, which is a reference to Rick and Morty. So, yeah, I'm a little obsessed with that show a little bit. Is that a red flag? Okay. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yo, yo, turn my mic up. 
Which, uh, horse people, dog people, anytime someone says that, I picture half horse, half person. Or uh, half dog, half person. Dog people. Half dog, half person. Uh, st the stage is too high. That's why I put the pumpkin. I end up looking at everyone's penises when they're, uh, when they're up here. So I put this pumpkin so you wouldn't be distracted. I'm up here. Uh, I couldn't get a sitter for this. My kid's outside with a note on the window. says nothing valuable inside. So... On the car, I mean. On the car, I forgot to say that part. Anyone here from San Francisco? Yeah? What generation? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What generation are you from here? You're first generation? Me too, I'm first generation too. I've been here four weeks. Yeah, yeah, nice. Good, right, right now. I already stepped on a syringe, you know? Now I'm vaccinated, I'm pretty sure. I believe so. I think it's the case. I Fucking went right through my crock hole. All right. If I ever have sex, uh, I like to go to a breakfast place right after. You know, go to the place, sit down. There's something about breakfast places. You walk in, everybody knows you just fucked. It's in the air. The magic of the breakfast spot, you know? That's why I do it. I, like, I want people to know I fuck. So what I fucking... With I, wanted, I, don't, I don't even eat the eggs. I just fertilize them. With my Monsanto cum. I buy Monsanto dick pills at the gas station to ensure that no insects will eat my cum from the time that it leaves my penis until the time that it lands on her habit. Right, habit. I got a habit of fucking nuns. You know what habit is? All right. Fucking nuns. I got a habit of fucking nuns and fucking nerns. Evangelista. If Ernst Evangelista dies, we should put his ashes in a box and call it Ernst Evangelista and take it out to the sea and dump it on a cell phone in the center console. Yak it. He's another guy, this Ernest Evangelista guy. I thought people knew him would laugh, but they didn't. So I got a habit of fucking nuns. Oh, Breakfast Place knows it too. They're like, that guy just got some nussy. Okay, all right. All right. You hate it. I'm going to keep going, though. Her Bible is covered in cum. That's something, right? Cum on the Bible. That's, uh, that's, you don't need to see that. Because Bibles, the pages are thin, you know? So one glob, that's like 600 unreadable pages of Word of God. If you come on the Bible, does the Word of God make a sound? All right. Good, good. You shouldn't... Uh, if you ever come on the Bible... That's bad, right? You know? Should no matter if you're religious or not religious, you should ask yourself, uh, how did I get here? You know? What ha ha where did it all go? This is this is not my beautiful wife. This is not my beautiful house. This is a red roof inn. All right, guys. There is come at the bottom of the ocean. All right. Thank you, Evan Sam. Sam Carroll, everyone. All right. Uh, clap your hands. Too. We're, uh, we've, we have room for everybody. We're kind of back on the list. Uh, put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay. Um, 
All right, so uh, some of you might know this already. Uh, my dad, so my dad opened a Chinese restaurant back in Boston, and uh, you know you can spend, you could tell you spent a lot of time in there because he's a real life Mr. Miyagi. He's so weird working at a Chinese restaurant because he disguises all his life lessons as restaurant chores. Like he'll tell me things like, you know, doing all the driver, doing all the driving and deliveries, where it was a way to get my driver's license, or working the front counter was a way for me to learn mental math. Uh, or washing the backroom toilets was to tell me I'm a piece of shit. So, yeah, that's how, how my dad was like a real-life Mr. Miyagi. All right, cool. That, that one might work. Um, you, you guys been getting spam text messages lately? You guys been getting spam text messages? Yeah, I think they're really fucking annoying, right? And they're getting really clever these days, and I can tell. Because, you know, they used to tell things like, hey, I'm your long-lost friend, Ben. Or, hey, like, you know, what happened to that real estate deal? I recently got this text, and the quote, it literally said, I made cake at home. Welcome to taste it at my home, exclamation point. Which, listen, guys, these spammers are getting crazy. And I'm not saying that if you fall for this, that you're an idiot. But if you fall for this, then you're a diabetic. Or Martha Stewart, which, whichever the two, basically. Okay, one, okay that, that one did not work out. All right, cool. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, so uh, any guys, uh, you'd like to use the internet a lot, I'm sure? Yeah. If you don't, you, what the fuck are you doing here? Basically, um, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like, I like the internet a lot. I think it's really helped us solve a lot of problems. Realize that the internet uh, exists in two different worlds. Because uh, if you're from a white family, uh, you would normally use something like Google, uh, and then if you're from an immigrant family, uh, you'll use something like your kid. Uh, allow me to explain. Yeah, because they, the thing is, is that like, see, it's already hard enough to learn another language, but then you have to, you can always rely on your kid who's been going to school to figure shit out for you. Like my parents would always ask me to translate shit for them. And you know how powerful it is that your mom just relies on you as the dictionary. Like you can just write any legal document as a seven-year-old and, and it would have it be passed on as a 35-year-old mother saying the same thing. Which felt kind of weird because then when in the first grade, everyone asked me why my vocabulary always consisted of, I just got $200 cash back from Capital One. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, cool. That one might marry me not work. And I think that the, the funnier thing is that no one really knows the true immigrant struggle, right? Like, no, you can make up literally anything as a story and be part of the struggle. Like, I remember one day my mom made me read an IRS document. Next thing I know, I'm in class telling everyone I'm, I'm their accountant, and then I get elected as class treasurer. That's a real... Okay, that's just a real story. Okay, cool. Never mind. All right, cool. All right. Um, speaking of the internet, uh, recently my mom was trying to set up uh, her bank account recently. I think these bank accounts aren't really accessible to everybody, especially immigrants. Like one time she asked me, she was like, hey, son, what does the security question say? First security question I had to translate was, what high school did you go to? To which when, she, when I translated to her, she said, oh, we burned that shit down in the cultural revolution. How do you translate that? To which I had to come up with my best answer, which I wrote Asheville High School. So that's, okay, that one still works. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, last joke that I hear is, uh, any guys, uh, so Spencer was talking about uh, running, uh, and I think uh, races are fun, um, mostly because you get to see really funny signs like, go Ben, go, or you can do this, or you're only three miles away from the, from the outhouse to take a shit. Which I think is a pretty ridiculous sign to read as a runner, because I already shat my pants at the beginning. Okay, cool. I've been Dan Guan. You guys been dope. Thanks so much. Dan Guan, everyone. Hooray. You're moving right along. We have room for everybody. Don't worry. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Kava to sing. Yay. Yeah. 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 
Um, so I, I don't do one night stands. Okay. The one and only one night stand I ever had, um, was when I was 21 and I, um, oh fuck. I fucked that up. I'm going to restart. Okay. 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 Um, I don't do one night stands. Uh, a huge fear of mine was always that like, you know, I meet a guy and he could be handsome and I could get murdered. He can murder me. Um, and so one day I was 21, I was like at a bar and this really handsome guy approached me and I was like, he could murder me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we ended up going home together and things were getting like hot and heavy, whatever. But like he couldn't get hard. Like honestly, like getting him hard was like making a sandcastle uh, because his dick kept slipping through my fingers. And eventually I just got like so exhausted. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. This just like isn't working out. And he said, I should probably let you know that I've been really stressed lately uh, because my brother has cancer. Like, you should have just murdered me. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a one night stand, okay? I'm a, you're, his name wasn't even in my contacts. You know, it was hot guy bar, you know? It, and now it's hot guy brother cancer. Like, you I, I'm a one night, he didn't even owe me any explanation, you know, like if the faucet wasn't running down there, I wouldn't just be like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm sober now and regretting this entirely. Like, I just wouldn't say anything. Just there's no need. There's no need. Um, in college, I was uh, I was a part of a sorority, but only for one year. OK, I left. I left after one year. OK. <laughs> um, and the thing that did it. Uh, was we had this uh, sexual assault awareness poster campaign on campus uh, with the tagline, consent is sexy. It was like, mm, kind of makes consent look like a suggestion. I mean, obviously consent is sexy, but like the reason why this campaign exists is because people don't know that it's mandatory. You know, it's like if I had an anti-pedophile campaign with the tagline, adults are ideal, you know? Which, like, if you're going to make it super male-centric, you might as well just have, like, a poster with a guy with his arms crossed being like, consent, get laid. You know, I, I would be a little bit more alarmist in my, like, if I, I'm solutions-oriented. So if I had my own poster campaign, it would just be a dude pointing at you being like, rapists, there are more of them than you think, you know? Or, like, it could be you. I, I feel like that would make people think, like, could it be me? Okay. Um, okay, the last thing I'll say is, like, I do notice that a lot of, like, school shooters are white, and I don't think it's a racial thing. I think it's, like, a parental supervision thing. Like, I know that my parents have, like, no sense of boundaries. Like, in my family, doors are basically, like, a formality. Um, and I feel like my mom would just find my gun wherever she was like cleaning you know and just be like she would just bully me out of it she was like oh so you couldn't get an a in physics so you had to go and kill people like you're so lazy you know she would just like look at my plan and be like oh my god you don't even know how to kill people right you want to go through this side door there are no classrooms through the side door i bet priya's daughter could kill people better than you you know just very okay okay thank you <laughs> Keep it going for coming to sing. Yay. Your next comedian is with us for a little minute from LA, which is exciting. Put your hands together for Frank Cronin. Yay. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing. 
What, what's that? Hey. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I, I used to come here 10 years ago, and Pam used to stand in the exact same fucking spot. It's wild, right? And there was a piano there. And people used to take the mic into the toilet and kind of do bits from there. Wasn't that wild? Yeah. And we used to hate comedians coming up from LA as well. But still, it's consistent. Isn't that consistent? It's nice to see it. It's still there. It's in the fabric of San Francisco. So I, 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 I'm, I see everyone's like, we're all working on different ways of getting funnier. So my, my thing that I'm working on now is just like, I like to ask questions and then see, can I? Can I grow it from there? I never really attack because I know everyone's got different levels of fucking fear, including myself. So uh, I'm just like, I'm genuinely curious. What I'm trying to get the lay of the land so that if I do any gigs here, I don't just destroy my life. You know what I mean? Get the tone wrong. So what, what do you guys think, of, like, uh, what's going on on Twitter at the moment? What's the general consensus in LA? Or where are we? <laughs> where are we? So, I mean, the weed's stronger here for sure, bro. <laughs> But which is, what's the general consensus in, uh, on the Twitter thing, right? It's happening here in San Francisco, right? Does that silence kind of like, it, that, that to me is an Irishman who lived between Catholic and Protestant. That says like, we're not allowed to say how we feel and there's an awful lot of pressure to feel a certain way. But I'm Irish and I feel like holographically looking at the situation, that's exactly how we used to feel about, like it's almost sectarian, right? It's like weird. There's a lot of pressure to be under as a group, right? San Francisco's like, so what do you guys feel? Is anyone, I'm genuinely asking, like, what's the vibe in San Francisco about the Twitter right now, about Elon Musk taking over Twitter? Oh, really? Like, you need a break? It seems pretty intense over here. Yeah, I, I, I travel uh, out of America a lot, right? And I've been to, as I'm sure most of you have been to other countries, and you realize like there's a serious attack on the psyches of Americans right now, and I feel just like as somebody who has no uh, nothing in the game, you guys sh like should be aware. You guys are being attacked from multiple sides. It's like a fucking psyop. Like it's like something or somebody is trying to fucking destroy the cohesion that used to be so prevalent in America. It's wild. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah, you guys got to get out. It's like if you go to Ca if you go to though, yeah, if you go to China or you go to Ireland, the government has a pretty like, you know, they push a certain vibe and they move the Overton window in a certain direction. But here like it's just it's what I've never seen it like this. I've been coming here 30 years. So there's no real joke here. I'm just like <laughs> I mean, if I tell jokes, it's just as tense, so it doesn't fucking matter, right? Uh but uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, like, when I look out, and like, you can kind of tell when you're talking to people, most people are just kind of full of love, but like, they're kind of anxious that they're gonna meet someone in the street that has been curated like as a stereotype online, but like, literally everybody's nice. Like, everyone's fighting this imaginary fucking devil that's been constructed on the internet. Isn't that wild? And you're not even allowed to talk about it, and if you do, like, you're called a conspiracy theorist, but literally that's, what's happening and it's so apparent to everybody from every other country in the world except people who live right fucking here i just letting you know because i would want to know um so that's 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 tough you know like they i mean it's like psychological warfare you're going through it's going to be like about two paragraphs in wikipedia in about 20 years and 
It'll be one of the most horrific things that ever happened to a country. And I would just want to know while it was happening, like you just, if an Irish guy was passing through town and knew about it, he would just announce it to you so that you don't have to worry that like everybody in your own country hates you as you walk down the street kind of being a nice person. So yeah, because everyone's pretty much nice on the, on, on the planet Earth. I've, I've been like, I've been like, I've been most continents, a lot of places, uh, fairly varied friend group. I'm a ginger. I, fuck me, I know oppression, my God. So uh, I also got, you know, a gap in my teeth. So it's tough out there for a, for a, a ginger. Um, but yeah, I would just want to know, like, you're all okay. It seems pretty rough. If you consume a lot of the internet, paranoia, you know, is alive and well, and it's a psyop, and good luck to you all, America. Thank you. Good night. Frank Cronin, everyone. I have no idea what he was talking about. I'm like, something's happening with Twitter right now? I had no idea. I'm like, okay, that's great. No, it's good. You're teaching me what's going on in the news. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I have to maybe look into that. Or I can just keep myself submerged in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. Uh, like your next comedian, clap your hands together for Emma Brennan. Yay! Thank you guys for being here. Um, I realized recently that I'm broke. Frankly, I, I don't act like I'm broke, but I obviously am because I keep thinking to myself that I need new socks. So in like the past week, I've gone on Amazon at least six times and I've looked up socks, but each time I've realized that I don't have enough expendable income for socks. I, and that's it, like that's the whole thing. I just keep coming to the realization I don't need new socks. I can just wear two pairs of socks where the holes don't line up. You know, it's less wasteful. I can continue. I, I don't like buying new things. I don't like buying new clothes. This entire outfit, I can say with confidence, aside from the shoes, I've had since like high school. Yeah, underwear included. I don't like to waste. The thing is, especially with the underwear, you know, when you've had it for as long as I had, it's hard to throw away. It really is. You know, you've been through a lot together. First intimate moments, the first period, all of these things. And I always look at these undies and I go to throw them away and I'm like, man, to the right pervert, these would be worth so much money. Like, I've seen that show with the ladies and fucking, oh my god, why am I blanking on the name of the show? What's the name of the show where the women are in prison? That shit changed my life. Orange is the New Black changed my life. Oh my god, my mom always wanted me to be an entrepreneur. And I think that's the way to do it. I don't know. I kind of ran in here really late, but I, I, I am going to end with this. It's just a concept. I feel like capitalism is a... Um, it's a lie, it's a scam. Especially the line, whistle while you work. It makes you like feel like so good about working. It makes you feel like it's a fun, jolly thing to do. But I don't know if you guys know this, you can't whistle while you're smiling. You just can't. Whistle while you work is capitalist propaganda. And that's been me, goodbye. Emma Brennan, giving her time back to the room. Hey, um, I, 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 there's um, macarons back here. I figure you seem like a macaron kind of person. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Dan Vogel. Yay! Hello, hello. I uh, I got a vacuum for my birthday last week. 
It sucked. <laughs> All right, a little light, little light humor to start us off here. Uh, time's changing. We had daylight savings. And uh, I think it's so complicated. I wish the world was on one time. Uh, because I jack off at 6 o'clock every night, and when I'm on the East Coast, it's hard to jack off at 3. But it is possible. I think, uh, I think dating is a lot like golf. It's a game I really want to be playing until I'm playing it. And then I'm like, <laughs> I've made a horrible mistake. And I find that I can't jack off as much. I, uh, I think being the CEO of Halloween Spirit is the best job. And that's because you open up a store for one month and you absolutely crush it and then you chill for 11 months. That's what I want to do. But Halloween's already taken, so I think I want to do a Hanukkah spirit. Uh, except instead of costumes, I'll have tchotchkes and hamantashens. And I'll have gifts that mirror the gifts that I got when I was a kid. Uh, night one, it would be like books and socks and stuff like that. But on night eight, that would be the rare stuff that I really coveted, like a PlayStation, or my dad saying, you're doing a good job, son. <laughs> uh, my therapist says I'm too self-critical. I said, fuck, I can't do anything right. My family name's Tabachnik, which means tobacco seller in Russian. And... Uh, I know that if I were to ever do a drug deal, there'd be somebody looking down on me saying, that's my boy. <laughs> I, uh, it also explains why I was smoking weed with a friend. Or we were, I guess we were preparing, we were rolling J's and I pulled out a jar of weed and I had the strong urge to sell it to him for the right price. I think whoever invented the word dyslexia is an asshole because you got a bunch of people walking around who can't read and can't pronounce what they have. They can't read what they have. I don't know. You know, you know what I mean. Um, my sister's dating an asshole. He's this frat guy who ignores her. And I'm like, hey, that's my fucking job. But I like your style, man. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, thank you guys. Dan Vogel, everyone. Hooray. We've got a few comedians left, and we have time for everyone. Your next comedian, he's been sitting so patiently in the corner. Clap your hands together for Sean Durham. <laughs> Is this the right one? Yeah, okay. Let's try some new stuff. Uh, I, was, uh, I was body shamed by my doctor. He told me I have a small bladder, a fatty liver, and I need to drink less. And I told him, hey man, my bladder's not small, it's just cold out. My plus size liver does not mean I'm unhealthy, and 
I do need to stop drinking so much. Uh, I did, uh, actually lose, uh, 40 pounds over the pandemic. Yeah. 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 Who says chemo's all bad? <laughs> no, but I, I did, I did lose 40 pounds. I did it the healthy way, right? I started by first gaining 30 pounds and then starving myself, but it worked. I'm here now. Um, what did I want to do with that? Oh, I did learn something though. You know, like when you uh, when you gain fat cells, you never lose them; they just shrink. It's a weird way of your body just not having any faith in you keeping up your diet. It'd be like if like I broke up with my girlfriend, just kept all her stuff around just in case she came back. My body's desperate; it needs to get over it. I would like to get buff. But not just because I think it looks good or something. I want to be able to make videos about gym etiquette. Because uh, currently when I try to give people workout advice, they don't take my current state seriously. Okay, I messed that part up. My bad. Let's move on to something. Oh, I did see uh, a big dog get uh, scared by a little dog recently. And a lot of people laughed at it. But I thought that was a little hypocritical from a species that's afraid of spiders. Because uh, I don't know if you, you guys would feel this way, but if I was a big dog and I saw a chihuahua, I wouldn't know what type of poison it has. All right, that's a bad one. Let's try. Okay, I'm going to do one not as old um, or not as new. Um, da, 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 da. Ooh, has anyone seen the film Bang Bus? Okay. No answer? All right. Um, if you don't know, it is a porn that's filmed on a bus, and they do be banging. But I, I do notice a lot of times when I ask that question, people are a little hesitant to tell me they've seen the porn. I think it's because we're in the age of, like, ethical porn, right? And bang bus is definitely not ethical because they don't wear seatbelts. Ethics are important. We, we should care about the effect of porn on children, right? I, I personally think we should think about kids first when we're creating porn. All right, that was the appropriate <laughs> response. Okay, I'll finish off with this one. Um, I do think they didn't do enough with uh, the idea of bang bus, right? Because, uh, like, I get it. You're having sex on a bus. I'll watch that one, 200 times. But it gets old. So I have some ways to spice it up. One idea is let's just focus on people with foot fetishes, right? We can call it the tow truck. Or we can keep it low budget, go film it on BART. We'll just call it Soul Train. Or another one is we could take it to the seas, going from coast to coast, giving people hand jobs. We'll call it the tugboat. Yeah, I got all one last one and then I'm done here. I want to start a basketball team for just people with pee fetishes, all right? We'll call it the Detroit Pistons. If we win the championship, we'll sneak up behind our coach and give him a golden shower. All right, thank y'all. Yay, Sean, I like that new tag about the pee on the shower, golden shower at the end, that's wonderful. Uh, Jason King was parking, but I think he's still parking. 
Oh, he's right here. Put your hands together for Jason King. I was going to burn time until he... Anyway, that works out. Cool. Hi. So uh, they say to dress for the job you want. I want to be a background extra on Euphoria. <laughs> I heard they give the extra ketamine to the extras. Like drugs. You might say, oh, Pam, you are way too old to be a background extra on a show about high school students doing copious drugs. To that I say, I am a Monet. I look really good from far away. And then you get up close, and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding that image together? Ketamine. I, do, I like drugs a lot. Uh, I've never been on a dating app, ever. I'm 48 years old, and I've never been on a dating app. Thank you. Never OkCupid, okay never Tyndall Bumber, like no, none of the farmer only, none of it. Not even Craigslist, never, not even a misconnection. I never did any of it. No internet profile at all. No dating. And people are, and then people go, well, of course you're single. Like, how are you going to meet people? And then they say, well, you should try internet dating and you should raise the bar. And then like, no, no, no. You should try internet dating and you should lower the bar. And I say, why don't you just meet at the bar? What happened to just meeting in person? So I was outside a bar and uh, I was smoking. And this fire truck went by, woo, woo, and woo, a bunch of hot guys came tumbling out of that fire truck, their outfits on, going to save lives, someone was overdosing, who knows. And they all go in this building, and then they come out, and I don't know what happened, doesn't matter, but the little, the cute guy, and I like gave him a look, and I like gave him a little shoulder and a little wave, and he like looked back at me, and I was like, oh my God, I'm having a moment with this fireman, but I'm so stupid. I didn't take the number of the fire truck, so how am I gonna find this guy again? So the following week, at the same time, I paid a questionably housed guy 20 bucks to start a garbage fire. Woo, woo, woo. See, that's what I call Tinder. <laughs> I'm so proud of that joke. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not gonna, I think it's, but I've never actually Tindered. I don't know what that means or whatever. I guess it's a numbers game. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Hey, how is, it, how is it in there? I'm sorry it's so dirty. I haven't clean, I haven't stuck my hand in the toilet in a while. Is it okay? <laughs> okay, good. Thank God. Uh, this was crazy. I went to go number two earlier today, and it was so big, it curled around the bowl. I went number six. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> so just simple, simple, silly, clean jokes, uh, poop jokes. That was that one joke I wanted to work on, that Tinder joke. Let's see, what was another joke that I thought I came up with. Oh my God, I have been eating so many edibles. I've got this new pot belly. <laughs> ah! <laughs> like, I'm actually looking for, well, I've been trying to become a stepmom in Walnut Creek because I'm looking for a guy with an edible complex. But an edible complex, not an edible complex, don't be gross, <laughs> an edible complex. I make really good edibles. I just want someone to get high all the time with me. <laughs> just need a guy with an edible. I should pronounce that better, huh? <laughs> just want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Just want to be a dependent. 
I know that statement puts back feminism 45 years, but it's hard to be a strong, independent woman. I'm tired of it. Too hard. Poor. Uh, here's one joke that I recently changed uh, because it used to be titled Finger Bang Sashimi in my thing, but now it's just, now it's called something different. Okay. Uh, I'm the crazy cat lady, and I, I love my cats so much, and I know that my cats love me. Because um, I was masturbating uh, with my dildo, and my cat didn't just sniff it. He licked it. <laughs> Meaning that my cat fucking loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. <laughs> it is, I am 40. I'm 48 years old and I feel hot for the first time in my life because I'm going through menopause. I'm on fire. <laughs> I got to give you the memo. It's crazy. I sweat so much at night. I, I am wet in all the wrong places. I'm so, I'm so wet at night from the night sweats. Uh, I can swipe my body like a wet seal and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun. It's... <laughs> how wet I am. Double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Who knew Shakespeare was an accidental feminist? How did he know so much about menopause? He's talking about those old witches. My crotch cauldron is hot at night. It's hot. It's wet. Uh, I can put an egg in there at night and in the morning pull it out. It's soft-boiled. And leave it in there till lunch, pull it out, make a deviled egg. Need to add a little mayonnaise. Oh. So Jason's not coming back yet, is he? Dominic, you want to do a set for these nice people that just walked in? Dominic, you want to? All right, put your hands together for your next comedian, Dominic Delgadillo. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's nice to see you people smiling. Welcome in. Um, I've, I have some questions, largely because. So I have been trying to date uh, mostly through Tinder, and it's been unsuccessful um, because no one wants to date um, a homeless teenager, apparently, which is nice. Because I feel like if someone did date me, I would question their values. <laughs> like, it's not a self-esteem thing at this point. It's just acknowledging reality that um, I'm, not, I'm not doing it right. I'm trying. I'm making strides, but it's not, it's not going well. So I've, I have questions for everyone else. Because on dates, you get questions like, do you have any siblings? And I'm like, yes, I ate one in the womb. I didn't. But what if I did? Like, I could say that on a date, and no one would question it. Uh, no, my, my favorite question I've ever been asked while on a date was, um, what's your fucking problem? And <laughs> yeah, it's either the abuse of childhood or the autism. I don't know. <laughs> Pick one. Um, so I have questions. I, 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 one of them is, uh, do you, do you, anyone, feel free to shout it out, do you think that alcoholics still suffer from whiskey dick? Or is it like, like a training thing? Like over time, the more you drink, the easier it is to maintain. Anyone? Trying. Oh, okay. Uh, another question. Uh, you, what, what would you do for a Klondike bar? No, real question. What would you do? It, let's say, for example, I had one in my pocket in a little like freezer pouch right now. What would you do for it? 
No? Nothing. Anyone? Does anyone? No, no one want a clonic bar. You would do one push-up for clonic bar? That's... I'm so glad. Um, I don't. I, I unfortunately do not have a Klondike bar, and if I did, I would eat it and not try to make anyone do push-ups for it. Um, but no, I thought about this earlier. I was at a liquor store with a friend, and uh, I saw a Klondike bar, and I thought, what would I do for a Klondike bar? Uh, I would sell my labor and then purchase it for a good. Pr what I would do with it for a Klondike bar is I would. Um, buy it and all of its friends and pay its rent for a little while in a nice little ice box, at which point I would become a serial killer eating it and all of its friends slowly. And I would love it. That's what I do for a Klondike bar. I would buy it without its permission and then consume it <laughs> and all of its friends. The question is a little ambiguous if you think about it. Like, what would you do for it? Um, I don't know, like buy it a house, tiny one that was cold. I. Uh, I had more questions, but I've also smoked weed, so I don't remember them. So, anywho, that's that's my time, and I hope you have a good night. Dominic Delgadillo, yay! So, Jason's here? All right, fuck yeah! All right, put your hands together, everybody, for your nice comedian, Jason King! What's going on? <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? Make some noise for yourselves. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, cool. Woo! All right, I parked my car. All right, give it up for, give it up for yourselves, guys. Doing the work on a Monday, feeling, feeling good. Um, let's see what I want to talk about. I, um, I'm really bad at talking to women. That's where I'll start. I'm really bad at talking to women, and and you know the, uh, the thing is, is it's kind of ridiculous because I've been trying to talk to women since I was five. You know, like they tell you, like, if you do th something for like 10,000 hours, eventually you should become a master, right? I've been talking to women for 268,000 hours. And I still think it's a good idea to text rocker fingers. <laughs> you know, and then people will be like, oh, Jason, like, you're a good looking guy. You're successful. Like, you shouldn't need to say much. I'm like, well, that's the problem. Like, I don't say much. I say everything, right? Like, I'll be on, like, date three and a girl will be like, oh, I really enjoy your company. And then I'll be like, staring into your eyes feels like an eternity I'm comfortable with. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm not comfortable with that at all. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> then I text her back, please don't say that, rocker fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the thing is, I'm not alone. Like other guys fuck up all the time. I feel like guys find a new way to make women dry every day. That's why guys get on their knees when they propose, you know, they're like, please save me, <laughs> you know, from this world. I, I honestly think like proposals are kind of desperate on both sides. Like the guy looks desperate and the girl looks desperate too. All the crying and stuff, it's a lot, you know. So yeah, I'm not gonna be alone. Anyway, that was an unnecessary riff. Um, let's see, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying to talk more about myself because like, I've been doing like white rooms for like a couple of years now, but like every time I go to a black room, I fucking eat dick and so i'm trying to talk more truth um because that works better in black room so i'll try that i um a lot of people ask me why i have the courage to um how i have the courage to do stand-up and i think i think it's because i grew up jehovah's witness yeah like a lot of people you know like like you know people think like stand-up is bold because like you get on stage and try to make absolute strangers laugh you know what's more bold 
knocking on someone's door at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> right? And then going up to someone who you know absolutely nothing about and being like, I have all the answers to your problems, <laughs> right? Especially when they're 50 and you're six, all right? You know, it's bold, like reading a person and, 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 and then reading that person the Bible, even though they're Buddhist <laughs> and can't speak English. And then when they shut the door in your face, you come back the next week. <laughs> you know, that's insane. That's kind of crazy. And then you ask for donations. That's wild. Anyway, um, okay, here's some ideas. Um, I, I saw an article recently that says like a guy is like a man found dead in bathtub of unknown causes, right? I feel like once you say someone's found dead in their bathtub, everyone knows the cause, right? It has, it has to be, it's either suicide or it's, or it's overdose, right? It, it's not like we were going to get a surprise. It's not like man found dead in bathtub, water was too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a man found dead in bathtub, you know, diabetes. <laughs> man found dead in bathtub, killed by rubber ducky. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to happen. Anyway, guys, give it up for yourselves. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Yay. I can't wait till one day you do that joke at three minutes and then you can say killed by rubber ducky and I go, that will be the best moment of my entire life on uh, here at mutiny radio all right i know please someone if you have any honking material um so wally hippolito and brett harper jennings no shows no show uh, what brett harper jennings wally hippolito going once going twice no all right well i guess i'll see everybody at thanks thanks real people with souls for coming in at the end thank you people for being here and uh, we're here every Monday and Friday at 6 o'clock. If anybody's going to um, the Blarney Stone and they want to give me a ride, I'll, I'll start take it. Woo! Okay, um, bye, everybody.
right on the corner, where it's just 20th Street. And they're looking, you know, kind of like the customs guys, you know. Let me check your bags, you know. Where do you live? I'm going to see my cousin. You don't have a cousin. Your cousin said she don't know you. You know, it's that kind of thing. So, and they're really bad cats that hang on the corners, man. It's like, when I was growing up, guys had knives and a couple of guys had guns, you know. And they keep them like that. They mean business. I mean, they'll beat you up. I mean, for real. They're no playing. They just say, beat them up. Whack. And you are beaten up, you know. You say to yourself, my goodness, they're beating me up. Well, I always feared these guys, man. Because I used to hang out. I hang out with my own guys on the corner, you know. But the, when you go to see the other, the enemy, look out. Now, there's a guy I went to high school with. His name is Paul Bolden. Paul was the fastest guy in high school. He broke all the records, low hurdle records, and 100-yard dash records, and anything. If you ever go to Philadelphia, check out Paul Bolden in 1953, 54, 55, was really a cooker, you know, on the track. I was a high jumper. Never jumped any higher than 5'10 when I was in high school. Did it consistently. Whenever the bar got to six feet, something in my mind said, you know you can't jump higher than your head. You know. And I just went, uh, you know, my fastest 100-yard dash, no matter how I run it, with the wind, without the wind, hustling all I can, 11-5. 11-5. Paul ran like a 9-5, 9-4, One day he did 9-4 with the wind behind him. And it was really so strong, he couldn't even hardly get in the blocks. Just, whew, you know, blew him out of there. But Paul is fast, man. All the neighbors know it. All the mothers ask for Paul to go to the store for him because they say, you know, Paul is fast. And he, and he comes right back. They'll even wait 30 minutes, you know, if he's busy because he's so fast and he brings back the right change. So we went to this party, birthday party, that a girl threw who knew Paul. She saw him run track and really fell in love with him. Why don't you come to my birthday party? You know. So Paul said, yeah, sure, nice looking girl, too. You know, well, since I'm Paul's friend, they got to invite me. You know, with every good looking guy, is always an ugly guy and vice versa, you know. So I hang out and get whatever he throws away, you know. Oh, yeah, they come and they cry on my shoulder. Paul, that love me. Well, my dear, Paul is busy. <laughs> you know. So, well, it always happens the other way. You find a good looking chick, there's always, you know, Right with her, you know, just waiting around. And if you strike out with the other, with the good looking chick, you always talk to the
say a thing like that. to catch me saying there's no God, nowhere. No, indeed. Not with the ground shaking as much as it's doing now. 
Because when he shows, I'm going to yeah, I told them guys, man. I told them guys you was coming, man. I knew all the time you was up right now. A lot of you atheists are going to cop out. You watch. Oh, I was just fooling, Lord. I just, you know, I, I, you know, and he's going to stand up. He's going to be saying, yeah, yeah, what else you got? What else? Yeah, well, I was just out there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to get it, man. You better cut that out. Call on him when you're playing poker, but you won't bother him on Sunday morning. Anyway, my friend Rudy, don't forget that. He's really a Rudy guy. My wife is Catholic. I'm Methodist, which made a mixed marriage. That's what the priest told me. I said, my wife's calling. He said, it's still a mixed marriage. I don't care what you say. Thank you and good night. Take care of yourself.
gone. Now I dialed 911 a long time ago. Don't you see how late they reacting? They only come and they come when they wanna. So get the motor truck and then bounce the corner. They don't care cause they stay paid anyway. They treat you like an ace, they can't.